The Adam Crowley Show. I'm with you, and you know what? That'd be an even better point than your cheese teeth today. And that's saying something, because your cheese teasers are unbelievable. Thank and you, sir. they're my favorite thing on Twitter. Adam Crowley. Oh, yeah. Cheese. Yeah. On ESPN Pittsburgh. I saw him walking around in the dressing room with Silly afterwards. He didn't look noticeably affected. No limp? Uh, no limp? Tell me there was a limp. No, no I didn't see a limp. He yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that means he's playing game one in the, the semifinals. Breaking news from Jason Mackey of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Evgeny Malkin will be playing game number one against either the Jackets or the Washington Capitals in the semifinals. You heard it here. Not taken out of context. 100% accurate. He will be playing. We break news here on the We Adam do. Show. We're all about breaking news we and being first, late. We were the first last week to tell you that Tom Brady will play this season. And now here we are breaking it with Malkin. I have heard no retirement announcements from Brady. Nope. So we are kicking ass there. I've also seen some rumors out there saying that Baker Mayfield could go number one overall in the NFL draft. And I'm going to break it now exclusively here on the Crowley Show. That's not going to happen. Baker Mayfield not going to get drafted number one. Uh, that is breaking news. I would like to see it along the ticker on ESPN. And, in fact, whenever any of the other quarterbacks are drafted ahead of him, I would like to be credited on the draft show on ESPN. Now, we'll be doing our own thing on Steelers Nation Radio and on ESPN Pittsburgh. I'll be partaking on Friday, but from 7 o'clock on, correct? Right after my show on Thursday, we got draft coverage, baby. It's going to be badass. Don't know why I whispered that. Hey, the Flyers died. (laughs) Pour out a few cold ones for our newly departed Philadelphia Flyers. (laughs) No, for real. Pour your beers out or you're going to hurt someone. It's such a shame that Claude Giroux's great career would end like Tiger Woods at Sawgrass in 2001, <laughs> minus 10. <laughs> so much potential. The Flyers' defense had more cracks than the Liberty Bell. <laughs> Their top three defense was a combined minus 19. That's worse than Rocky's first fight against Apollo Creed. <laughs> Easy joke there, but I don't care. I'll grab the low-hanging fruit. <laughs> On more than one occasion, Drew actually looked like the Rocky statue. So sad. Such a shame. Sam, you here? Sam Carcini? We ask that you please leave the baton in Claude's casket. It's what he would have wanted. Oh, God. Many of you have wondered why it's a closed casket. It's because there were too many self-inflicted wounds by Radko Gudis. Why, Gudis, why? You wouldn't want to see it. You get sick faster than if you ate at Pat's or Gino. <laughs> Cheese Whiz would be running down your leg faster than you can say Penguins goal. Not scored the... by Sidney Crosby. No, no, not the Cheese Whiz. Not the Cheese Whiz. The Penguins have scored more playoff goals at Wells Fargo Center in the last three years. 18. <laughs> than the Flyers have scored the past six years. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't breathe. But the Flyers gave you a lot to be proud of. Not enough for you to not mercilessly boo them off the ice, but enough. (laughs) The prognosis at the beginning of the series was not great. Many said the Flyers only had five games to live. After game four, they didn't show any fight. Hell, 
Quaker William Penn would have been proud. Oh, God. It hurts so bad. They battled the odds, though. They were able to earn one more tomorrow. Sean Couturier played with the torn MCL in games five and six, which begs the question, why didn't he play in game four? Why? There are so many chances to earn tomorrow. Only so many. Why couldn't you just earn tomorrow? We attempted to identify Couturier by his dental records, but he didn't have any. There's no teeth. No teeth. I'll miss Mrazic and Neuvert. But why I'll miss Brian Elliott most of all? His five hole was wider than Kate Smith's. <laughs> How did the Flyers get away with not singing the national anthem, by the way? If they were an NFL player, they would not get signed. It's not time to be petty, though. It's time to mourn. Time to talk about the many tomorrows that haven't been earned. It's <laughs> awful tomorrow. It's been 15,670 yesterday since the Flyers last earned the Stanley Cup. That's so long. It'll be at least 400 more tomorrow. No. And remember, no matter how bad the Flyers stink or how ugly their women are or how rancid the air smells, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Why are all of our wives so fat? God bless. We actually called Pats and Geno's today. Yes, we did. That was sad, man. I, can we take a moment to collect ourselves, please? I would like to collect myself. Uh, Brian actually has tears streaming yes. down his face. Sad day, man. Sad also day. not an easy thing to do, the eulogy out at a bar when everyone's looking at us like we're crazy people about crying at the Flyers lost. No, and then a whole crowd walks in right as we're in the middle of it, and they're just looking at us like, what the hell is going on here? Well, we're all right, everybody. We're all right. We're good. Yeah. yeah, we're good. Flyers died, though. I mean, yeah. you don't want to see anybody go out like that. It's It's upsetting. That's what it is. But we good. Yeah, got to show some respect, right? Tom, do you have the phone calls from we called Pats and Geno's earlier today? Because uh, they weren't having it. Uh, I realize I sprung this on you here at the last moment, but if you've got it, I'd like to play it. Hey, I'd like to place an order for pickup, please. Can I place an order for pickup, please? Everything's done at the window, sir. At the window? Yes, sir. It's fast food service. That's funny. I thought the flyer's window closed. Hello, Genos. Hey, you guys do delivery? No deliveries. Do you do pickup? Yes, come to, this, come to the window and pick up. Oh, okay. Uh, I was wondering if you guys had the Couturier but without the MCL. I'm sorry, say again? Uh, the Couturier just sands the MCL. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not sure, sir. How about the Giroux without the cup? <laughs> no, sir. Okay. How about the uh, Radko Gudis special? You're going to choke. <laughs> I was not feeling that. <laughs> he was not feeling that at all at the end. He knew the Radko Gudis special did not exist. A little bit uh, confused with the Couturier, though. A little bit, yeah. You know, you know nobody owns that jersey there. Oh, my God. <laughs> None of them can pronounce it. No, it's such an obscure name. Yeah, he's a hell of a player, but he was a third liner up until this year, and the guy's like, what the hell are you talking about? That guy probably only watches Eagles games. And then he might not have worked there for all of that long. Yeah. Because I get the sense that he thought, okay, maybe we do have couturiers on the menu. <laughs> yeah, they sound like a great food. <laughs> it sounds delicious. It really and, does. and if you were going to eat it, you would not want the MCL. No, uh, no. All tendony. Anybody who knows anything, you order that without the MCL. Without a doubt. That's how it tastes uh, best. No chance. Just like the Giroux's best without balls. How about that, Claude? Son of a bitch. Minus 10. Fraud. That guy, Fraud Giroux. 
It's time for the five-minute major. Sorry, Tom. What's it time for? The five-minute major. It's time to get pucked up with some of the best damn hockey talk on the planet. You go to the box, you know, uh, you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. This is the five-minute major with Adam Crowley. Philadelphia fans are always arguing about their reputation. They always say, we go back to the Santa story. The national media paints Philadelphia in a bad light. Eagles fans are good people. There's just a select few, right? Phillies fans, they're good people. There's just a select few, right? And then we always say there's an underground court at Lincoln Financial Field, and they say, no, 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 that was at the vet. We don't do that anymore. We've outgrown it. We're a lot smarter. The actions of a few shouldn't cast the rest of our fans in a bad light. Well, it's tough to take any of that seriously because Flyers fans were booing their own team throughout the course of the series, a team that I think overshot expectations, and when they didn't agree with a the call, they started chucking things on the ice. They say it's a narrative. I say it's typical. It's why they have the reputation. Sure, there are a few bad apples in every fan base, no doubt. This, though, was more than that. This was hundreds of fans acting a fool. Full beers. And that's really what we should have eulogized now that I think about it. The full beers chucked from the upper deck can really hurt a dude. Uh, but also, why aren't you drinking the full beers? Uh, what the hell? It's the third period, late in the third period. How in the world haven't you consumed the whole damn thing? It's so damn frustrating. Now I'm thinking about it. I wonder if there was something else other than beer in those cans. Uh, perhaps something that's sterile. Anyway, a towel on the ice could blow out someone's knee. Just like Radko Gudis. The Flyers fans always act big and tough, and they always bemoan Sidney Crosby for diving and embellishment. They're the same people who are complaining loudly and bitching on Sunday. They're the ones that threw stuff on the ice. They're the guys who chuck beer cans and towels and all kinds of trash. In fact, I'm surprised that Philadelphia children didn't wind up on the ice. The Crystal Tank play could have and probably should have been a trip. That's a joke, by the way, about Philadelphia children being trash. It's not the rest fault they lost the game, though. They had a four-on-three power play and pooped down their leg. They had a four-to-two lead, and they blew it. They lost by three goals after being up two at the halfway point. It's more than about the refs. Flyers fans are sounding exactly the way that they portray Penguins fans to sound. Oh, it's just sick irony. These people aren't very bright. 412-922-2874. Tweet me, at underscore Adam Crowley. As for the game itself, didn't have a chance to get into it earlier because I was driving down 76, and FYI, do not have an easy pass. So I definitely have two tickets coming, as well as me being late, and then I had to pee, and we are running out of gas. It was awful. Two of the first four goals in yesterday's game could have and probably should have been stopped by Matt Murray. The Lawton shot looked to be the dagger. Typically, Matt Murray makes... The big stop, and the Flyers goalie doesn't. I thought Murray was largely great in the series, but not in Game 6. Mike Sullivan stuck with him anyhow, and it was the right call. Kessel and Sherry got into it with Giroux and Konechny. That was badass. It spurred the team on, methinks. Although, wait a second. Did the Penguins win? Yeah, they won. Okay, all right, they won. If 
Penguins win, then Sherry's penalty and Kessel's penalty look like they're being tough, right? They're getting everyone fired up. They're being tough. They're badass. They've got their teammates' backs. But if they lose, it's, oh, my God, why'd he do that stupid thing? And, oh, my God, why'd he do that stupid thing? Same thing happened with Chris Letang. And yet, people are crushing Chris Letang today. Chris Letang takes Claude Giroux and checks him into the back of his own net. And the narrative is, what a stupid thing for him to do, right? But it's not any different, I don't think, than what Phil Kessel did. And it's really not all that different than what Connor Sherry did. Yet, they're not getting crushed. They're getting praised because they did the right thing. Narratives are what we make them after the fact. And the result often dictates. I didn't think... For real this time, that Kessel should be going after Giroux at that point. And Connor Sherry, eh, that one's heat of the battle. That one's emotion. I suppose Kessel's was too, but Kessel could have skated away. Sherry had the dude humping his skull. If Sherry, though, is willing to battle physically and Kessel's going to stick up for a teammate, I do think it sets an example for other guys on the team. And it says, what are we willing to do? But at the same time, I'd rather not go on the penalty kill. How good was the penalty kill in this series, though? Holy crap, I was worried about that all year long. That was the one thing that I was afraid of going into this series was that Claude Giroux was going to do Claude Giroux things in the half wall and the Penguins were going to get diced up on the PK with Wayne Simmons jamming it between the crotch of Matt Murray. But they were dominating. They killed 19-21. The Flyers only scored a power play goal in one game. That is unbelievable. Riley Shane was outstanding in this game. Chad Ruedel blocked a shot in the four-on-three. Penguins penalty kill. If you're going to give the MVP to a unit as opposed to a player, that's what you'd have to do. Penalty kill got better. It was successful 19-21 to 21 times. It was only 80% in the season. Wow, what a turnaround. And I think Mike Sullivan made maybe the move of the game when he kept the third line of Derek Broussard Connor Sherry and Brian Rust intact with Malkin out of the lineup Shahan went to second line center that line was the best line in game five they had a plethora of chances yesterday and it also allowed that Shahan unit to do some damage I thought both lines played well he could have screwed up two lines he decided to only screw up one coming up next it's hard to say who it is I always forget who's coming on. It's a guy by the name of Will. Oh, it's Graves. Yeah. I always forget about Graves. Come on, Adam. I joke. I kid Will. We got Will Graves coming up next. And, well, I don't know what time it is. TSP <laughs> in Pittsburgh. All I ever wanted to do when we got on the radio together was to be different. Yes, but then you brought up personal stuff about me. Well... How do you think it's that what, makes me feel? I don't know. It People look at the industries and go, oh, that's you. You it, that he's I talking know, about. I know. Oh, you're weird, aren't you? Aren't you, Bill? You're weird. You're weird. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm not weird. Do you see the person that I have to work with? He wears a cowboy hat, and he's Italian, and he has a suit on. And he okay? Says, and he says, that, Where do you see that in the but movies? it's hee-haw. I mean, the show starts at four every single day. It's not like it changes. It's not like it's a floating start time. It's four o'clock every day. Sometimes you have to go on location. This isn't new. You should know how to do this by now. It's been like a freaking year. Hey, I'd like to place an order for pickup, please. What's that, sir? Can I place an order for pickup, please? Everything's done at the window, sir. At the window? Yes, sir. It's fast food service. 
That's funny. I thought the flyer's window closed. Woo! Hello, Genos. Hey, you guys do delivery? No deliveries. Do you do pickup? Yes, come to this. Come to the window and pick up. Oh, okay. Uh, I was wondering if you guys had the Couturier, but without the MCL. I'm sorry. Say again. Uh, the Couturier just sands the MCL. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not sure, sir. How about the Giroux without the cup? <laughs> no, sir. Okay. How about the uh, Radko Gudis special? You're gonna choke. Oh, that guy's angst. Just stick it right into my veins. We called Bats and Genos in Philadelphia. We should do that with every town the Penguins pee on. Uh, it's called their most famous eating establishment. If they wind up beating Columbus, if it is Columbus in the next round, they have to call the McDonald's. They don't have anything in Columbus. Joining us now, our good friend William Graves from the Associated Press. Will, how are you? Next week on Crank Yankers, or whatever the... Uh, this is actually the Crowley Show. I don't know if you're familiar. Wow. I don't know. It sounded like I don't know. It sounded like you were going full Comedy Central there. That's good. That's good. Well, are you a Pat Sergino's guy, by the way? I mean, are you? Never been. Are you? Never been. Never tried either of them. Oh, uh, they're pretty good. I kind of like Pat's, but you should. You should expand. Expand. expand oh yeah. No, oh, look. If I I've been to Philadelphia like four times in my life, so it's really. It's it's not because it's not I didn't want to eat a patch, Gino. It just happened that way, you know. You're an elitist at heart. I am. I can't eat that stuff. I can't. I mean, when they they throw like uh, they throw a bunch of chuck in a damn blender, and then they slap cheese whiz on it. Like that ain't good. Should <laughs> they good. put Should they put fries on it instead? Would that be better? Yes, put fries on it and give me real meat like capicola, something I can really sink my teeth into. Anyway, by the way, I wouldn't. I wouldn't by the way, I wouldn't know who you'd call in D.C. By the way, I mean it's probably. Well, I, I try to call Trump. <laughs> yeah, big, uh, that big could, Caps that fan. That I could get behind. Yeah, he's a huge Caps fan. I don't know if that's <laughs> yeah. true. I'd imagine it's not a uh, New York guy. Anyway, I'm really letting this segment circle the toilet bowl. Uh, Will, should players be allowed to play without MCLs? I mean, really. Yeah, I mean, isn't that what hockey guys do? No, I mean, they, it's what, what they, they do. do. It's not what they should be able to do. What did Gino do? We don't know. Are we ever going to know what Gino's deal was? Yeah, Gino, I mean, uh, Gino has two MCLs and he didn't play. Are we sure? We're not sure. Although we did have Jason Mackey on earlier on in the show. Break the news exclusively, only here on ESPN Pittsburgh, that Malkin's going to play game one. Well, I mean, that's... Do you think he's, I mean, this, this is what they do, right? I mean, guys, you know, they, they get hurt. They don't tell anybody. Then, like, after the season's over, well, I ruptured my aorta in game one, but we just kind of kept going. You know? I mean, that's what they do. That's just sort of the code, I guess. Which I is suppose. Kind of fright, which is kind of, again, it leads into this whole thing about, like, where are we as a sports culture? Do we really care about safety? I don't want to talk about this anymore. I changed my right. mind. Let's talk about narratives because I'm hearing a lot of people today will say that Phil Kessel did the right thing by going after Claude Giroux and it really spurred the team on. And no, I, I think talent won the game, and I think it was probably pretty dumb for Phil Kessel to take a penalty in that moment. 
I mean, don't you do it? Do you think that? Do you think the Penguins ever thought that they were like in any serious danger of losing that series? Probably not. But what they think and what's reality might be a little bit different. The reality is, but they weren't. I mean, they, they you know they never trailed in the series, and you know I, I I just think that if you I tell you what you know if you've got two cups, uh, you can kind of you can kind of get away with doing that. I mean, I'm not going to buy into the whole Phil's a hero or whatever. Phil kind of and I get the sense that Phil kind of does whatever Phil wants. He does most of the time, right? I mean, I don't get the sense that he's. I once saw him riding a two-wheeled unicycle. Sully in the, in, in the video room. You know, I mean, he's, if he makes up his mind to do something, he's going to do it. I mean, that's right. just sort of how he is. So I don't know. I mean, I, I just think they got they got house money. So. Oh, you think they've got house money now? Depends. Yeah. Of course they do. I thought that they did. I've I've amended this so many times because it's my radio show, and I can say whatever the hell I want. <laughs> uh, I think since they beat Philly, now it doesn't matter. Whatever they do, they're fine. I mean, it, they've, they've won two cups and they embarrassed the Flyers. So, right, right. But know, if, had they lost to Philadelphia, I would I reserve my right to be very upset with that. Well, they're still going to be. Look, they, as I think I mentioned this last week, they've now gone as far as the 89 Oilers, the 93 Pens, and uh, the whatever, the 99 Red Wings. Okay? So literally no team has made it this far or further than this in the last 35 years. You know? So I, I really think that, and I know you went in. I know you went in all in on, and you were right last week. Your Mario Sid thing. I will say this though. I will say this. If you don't you do it. If you flip. If you flip flop them, Mario. I mean Mario by far is just like the most singularly talented hockey player there's probably ever been. And if he committed himself, if he treated his body the way Sid treats his body, Mario would would be. I mean, I he put up he put up five thousand points. I mean, counterpoint. Counterpoint: If Sidney Crosby was better at hockey, he could have put up five thousand points. <laughs> he's pretty good at hockey. I mean, he's pretty oh, good. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a pretty good player. But I mean, I just think Mario. Sid, Sid never makes it. Sid makes some things look easy, but Mario made everything look easy. You know, like, like when he saved Princess Peach. <laughs> Are you so? You're a Mario guy, not a Mario guy, huh? Good point. I hadn't thought about it like that. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, I would say growing up, I would say, hmm, that's good. You know, I grew up in, I, as everybody knows, grew up in D.C. suburbs. And I want to say we said it was, that's a good question. I can't even remember. I, I mean, like, look, I got PTSD so from him ruining my childhood, so really. Well, speaking of which, Capitals tonight, and you grew up a Capitals fan, and I know you say you don't care. You have to care on some level, though, don't you? If it gets to, I, I am agnostic until they. I, I'm not back in until they reach a conference final. I'm just not because you know wow. what. Thirty years or twice, I would say about twenty twenty years of getting just crushed. I mean, after a while, it's your fault, right? I mean, if you keep coming back, if you have a, in a, if you're in a relationship and the one side is abusive in some manner, and you just sit there and take it and keep coming back, so it's sort of on you after a while. What did right? my wife tell you? <laughs> What did well, she tell you? It's not what she. It's what she didn't say, Adam. Oh dear God! Yeah, she pushed me down the <laughs> stairs the other night. Well, I think you. You know, I thought you were like, aren't you crossfitting or something? Isn't that your thing? No, you're thinking of Colin Dunlap. That would be Colin Dunlap doing the crossfitting. No, uh, like some. All... Sometimes I walk upstairs. Uh, other times I walk down to the dollar store behind my house, 
Um, no, I, I mean, I, wor- I work out. What are you doing? You just want to get off the Mario Mario thing is what you want to do. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm going to be thinking about this the rest of the day. So, Okay, good. What okay. As long as you spend your time accordingly, I'm okay with it. Will Graves from the Associated Press joining me here on the Crowley Show. Uh, what do you make of Claude Giroux's series? I know we're keeping it fairly sportsy today, but I- I'm impressed when a player is able to play above what his talent level would indicate he'd be able to play. And then I'm always amazed when guys just don't have it, even though they've had tremendous careers or regular seasons. I mean, this is a guy who could win the MVP. I mean, he's still got a very good chance. He had 20 more points than he had games played, and he was the worst forward we've seen in the playoffs so far. <laughs> I don't know about... Two twenty first in uh, in plus minus, which I don't care for, but I do in this instance. How about... Well, of course, because it, you know, it benefits your your anti-Giroud jihad. Right? 100 point, so, yes. I mean, I, I think... Blowing it up in his he, face. It, when they played the Pens in the regular season, he also was not very good then. So I just think the matchup... I mean, the matchup was bad for them, period. I mean, it just was... You know, they weren't... They, they, Mm. Got on the ice of the pens and they sort of lost their mind. Mm. I mean, that's just basically what happened. So, yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, I also think that they didn't have a shot unless their big guns were good. And not only right. were they not good, they were. I mean, I mean, Giroux was dreadful. Don't stick up for Giroux. But what about? I mean, but look at Couturier. No MCL and the guy's a hat trick in a in an elimination game. It was right? lucky, Graves. Well, I mean, one of them was lucky. I'd say one of them. No, the whole thing was lucky. In fact, I ha- <laughs> I have I have breaking news. That Claude, uh, pardon me, Claude told me, but Couturier's MCL was bad luck, and once they took it out, fine. <laughs> He's rolling. Well, maybe, maybe that's maybe it's like maybe that's a new thing. I mean, like some pitchers, like maybe every pitcher should have Tommy John just get out of the way. If you, you cut know, off a like rabbit's 19? foot, I hear it's good luck. It's <laughs> the same the kind rabbit. of thing. Well, yeah. I mean, have you ever talked to the rabbit about it? <laughs> Will Graves joining us here on the Crowley Show. Couturier playing that way with that injury is unbelievable. More, well, I suppose it's not unbelievable to me, is the fact that Flyers fans were behaving the way that they were behaving at the end of the game. Are you on Team Flyer where their fans will say, oh, come on, it's just a select few, this doesn't happen all that often, or are you on Team Everyone Else who says, come on, now this does happen all the time in Philadelphia? Um, I mean, I would say that they sort of, there's a segment of their fan base that embraces sort of that behavior, right, and that persona. But I, I I think there are people in Pittsburgh. I've been here now seven years. There have been people that have thrown stuff during Penguins games. There have been people that have thrown stuff during Steeler games. I mean, it just sort of happens. I mean, maybe not with the, you know, as Sid pointed out, maybe not with fully, you know, with full beer cans. I mean, if I'm, if I'm spending 10 bucks on another light, I'm probably drinking it first. Uh, Bud Light's you know? on special here at the North Park Lounge. <laughs> Bud Light, I guess. I and Budweiser, too. Twelve dollars. Two seven five. It's a better product than Miller Lite. Everyone knows. Attaboy. Good work by you. You know, I would I would drink it first, and maybe you know, you, if you're dipping, you just use it. You know, once you get a nice little, you know, once you get a nice little spit cup in there, then you throw it. I mean, isn't that really kind of the protocol in Pittsburgh? Oh um, shoot! I, I see. Now my theory is. Flyers fans would have drink, drank, drinking, drunken, drank, how, what's the word there? Drank. Consumed. They would have consumed <laughs> all their beer by that point. So I'm, I'm feeling like those things were filled with urine. Possible. 
I mean, maybe they could. Maybe Probable. they did that because they couldn't go and use the Sid urinals because all it did was tick clog them. So they figured that was that was a bad move. So this was their next move. I mean, it's possible. How badass is that, Will? That the, the Flyers faithful will do what they do towards Sidney Crosby, and every single time he shoves his thumb up their butt. That's well, I hear they like it like that, but I mean, it's to me. I mean, <laughs> it's twenty eighteen. It's okay if you do. He's a great. I mean, look, that's why he's. You know, he is the best player of his generation, right? I mean, he is. And and, and Penguin fans are gonna. You know, I mean, this is this is literal history right now in terms of this sport. And you know what? If he, if they lose in the next round, oh, people will be complaining. This team underachieved. Shut up. Shut up. As you pointed out, just enjoy it. Can, can't they just, I mean, it's, I'm curious as a sports talk guy, when you were getting to this point, I mean, and you got to, you know, nitpick. I did TV a week ago, and Pomp was like, well, the power play was three for seven, but they didn't have a lot of zone time. I'm like, what? I mean, come on, I was like, oh, come on, dude. They scored three times. I don't care. Do you think the Caps would take that or the any of the other six, 15 teams in the playoffs? Well, we only scored three times on the power play, but we only took four shots. Make I'm proud sure. of you, Will. I'm proud of you not saying Blackhawks on the radio, okay, buddy? Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I do think you're you're spot on with that though. I, Chris Is it hard got, for you to find content on the pens that you gotta? I mean, because like you're you get like that the movie Overboard. Where you gotta invent. Kurt Russell goes, you gotta invent things to bitch about, right? I mean, that's, that's exactly that's exactly right. it. They were they were apoplectic after Game Five, right? Well, where the Penguins were up three games to one, and Chris Letang's on the ice for four of the five goals, or, or whatever it may have been, or however many goals they scored. He was on the ice for 75% of them. And Penguins fans are losing their minds, and it's just like, I don't, I will never, as a Penguins fan, and I'm a Penguins fan, unabashedly so, uh, I will never complain again until a series is lost. Uh, at no point. They can be down 3 nothing. I'm not going to bitch. I'm not going to moan until that thing hits four games and we're seeing handshakes. Never going to happen again. Well, I mean, and it's you know, as I pointed out, after you know they they were eight and five going into Friday night in, in potential elimination games, which means they they're not always you know finishing guys off immediately. But I'm like, it's the eight under, that was under Sullivan. I'm like, the eight is sort of the important number here, not the five or the six or whatever. It's the eight, and now it's nine. You know, now they're nine and six. In, in, in closeout games under Sullivan. So, I mean, that's that's pretty good. I mean, the guy's never lost the playoff series. They ran him out of town in Boston, and now he, he – and I was thinking about this today. If they win the Cup this year, he is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He doesn't win another game. He is a Hall of Fame coach. No doubt about it. Hey, man, appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much. Go to Pat sometimes, you dilettante. See ya. No, they don't do takeaway. No, I can't, I can't pre-order. They don't do – no, I'm, not, I'm never going there again. Is he gone? He's gone. He, he's gone. What the hell? See, I'm never going to do that because, first of all, they ruined the cheesesteak with Cheese Whiz. Like, you can have a good cheesesteak anywhere. I mean, just Cheese Whiz all up on the thing. Ridiculous. Yeah, it takes away from the flavor of the meat. I've actually never had it. Is it good? Uh, it is a very good sandwich, but for the pure fact that it's Philly, uh, makes it suck. Um, good drunk? Is it see, good sober? Like, drunk food is where it's at. Yeah. Uh, what happened to you I again? Don't know, dude. I don't know. Quit quit drinking I'm mayonnaise. Try, I'm trying to stop, like, gurgling on the air here. But, uh, no, like, if you're hammered late at night, that's good food because you don't know any better. You know? But if you want a good cheesesteak, look, I know I'm not 
I'm not on the popular side saying this. There's a lot of better cheesesteaks in the country than those two yahoos. They're just not good. One, you got to go to Philly to get it. Who wants to do that? Not me. And two, honestly, they're a little rude on the phone. They don't deliver. They don't have pickup unless you're at their window. It's in, very Philly. In fact, Tom, if you've got it, play it again. Hey, I'd like to place an order for pickup, please. What's that, sir? Can I place an order for pickup, please? Everything's done at the window, sir. At the window? Yes, sir. It's fast food service. That's funny. I thought the flyer's window closed. <laughs> Hello, Genos. Hey, you guys do delivery? No deliveries. Do you do pickup? Yes, come to this. Come to the window and pick up. Oh, okay. Uh, I was wondering if you guys had the Couturier, but without the MCL. <laughs> I'm sorry. Say again. Uh, the Couturier just sands the MCL. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not sure, sir. How about the Giroux without the cup? <laughs> no, sir. Okay. How about the uh, Radco Gudis special? <laughs> You're gonna choke. <laughs> We are. <laughs> see, see, here's where it gets off the rails. Do you do delivery? No, we don't do delivery. Do you do pickup? No. Like, basically, we do. We'll throw it out the window. Yeah, at f you, you man. <laughs> Screw you, Pats. Screw man. you, Genos. Pats and Genos. We got a real Geno. He didn't play. You know what? Honestly, Permani Brothers would kick the hell out of Geno and Pat. Oh my God! They'd take them and punch them right in their freaking head and lay them bleeding in the street. Dude, they'll mail sandwiches across the country. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Philly. You know what's got good food? What's that, Adam? The North Park Lounge. Oh, you don't say. I do say. Here in Cranberry, that's where we are. They've got Bud Lights on special as well as Budweiser's on special. They are two seventy-five. And Monday is wing night. It's 49-cent wings with 25-cent ranch and celery. It's the bamboo bar only. It's out back. It's where we are. The reason we are here is it's a giveaway. A big yes, giveaway. Big one. It's the Budweiser NL Central Tour. We got a trip for two to Milwaukee. So you can watch the Pirates play the Brewers. It's presented by Budweiser. It's the official beer of Major League Baseball. And you get a trip from Monday through Sunday. It's May 4th through the 6th to Milwaukee to watch the Pirates play the Brewers. And you'll get hotel accommodation. So, guys, I mean, come on. It's a perfect date opportunity. You go watch some ball, and your wife gets to go to Milwaukee. I love Milwaukee. A lot of great breweries. And I think you're gonna let, it's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, just imagine this. Get like, some. Hey, babe, I'm about to whisk you away to picturesque Milwaukee. Mm. Go watch the Pirates play some baseball. How about you and me? How you doing? Mm. That's that's. They got the turndown service? Oh. We can have, they're going to clean the sheet sex. And it's going to be amazing. It <laughs> doesn't get any better than clean the sheet sex? <laughs> no, they're going to clean the sheets. Well, I mean, clean the sheet sex has to happen for them to have to clean the... You, you get what I'm saying. I understand. Yeah, it's a vicious right, cycle. Me, yeah. yeah, you can be part of that vicious cycle if you show up here at the North Park Clubhouse. <laughs> we promise you, clean the sheet sex. Damn right. And tickets to go see the Pirates lose... Uh, pardon me. Play the Brewers the 4th through the 6th of May. Come by, sign up. It's ESPN Pittsburgh. At the North Park Lounge out in Cranberry, come on out, have some fun. Bud Light, Budweiser bottles on special two seventy-five. I've had fifteen of them. It's gonna be a dicey ride home. Oh, don't embellish. You're only on thirteen. That's true. Uh, and in fact, I will not be driving because thirteen's uh, a lot. Twelve though, I'd be driving. Oh yeah. 
Seriously, though, nobody drink and drive. But come out here, have fun. It is wing night, 49-cent wings on Monday. We'll be out here a couple more times as well as we're on our NL Central Tour. We are giving away an opportunity and airfare for you to check out the Pirates in Milwaukee May 4th through the 6th. That's a Friday through a Sunday, and we are also giving away the chance at having hotel sex. Now go with your buddies if you want to. I don't know how you and your buddies get down, but eh, come on out here. Register to win, and then you can determine what you want to do in the hotel or otherwise. Two years ago, the Penguins were down and out of the playoff picture. Mike Johnston was behind the bench. They couldn't score. They were bad. They qualified for the playoffs on the final day of the regular season the year before that. They looked done. They were washed up. They were finished. It was over. Then Mike Sullivan came in, and he turned the mindset around, and that subsequently turned the team around. Crosby, Malkin, and Latang picked it up the rest of the way, and that was history in 2016. They battled from outside the playoffs to world champs. They were down 3-2 to two in the conference final to Tampa, and I was driving in to do the Penguins report, and I thought to myself, oh my God, they're never going to win again. And I was upset. I had tears rolling down my face. That's right, that's how big of a fan I am. I thought we'd never see Crosby and Malkin win again. But they were resilient. They battled back. They won game six. A uh, little luck was on their side, but resilience certainly was the name of the game there. And then they did what they do in game sevens. Brian Rust, he was the dude. Last year, maybe even more incredible. Chris Letang didn't play a playoff game. Carl Hagelin was out. Sidney Crosby got concussed in round two. And Patrick Hornquist missed most of the conference final. The Penguins also had to win two game sevens, one against Washington, one against Ottawa, they found a way. They were outplayed in games one through four in the Stanley Cup final last year. They found a way. They're resilient. You fast forward to now, Patrick Hornquist missed time. Evgeny Malkin didn't play. Carl Hagelin was lost in game six after a cheap shot by Giroux. Penguins still managed to put up eight goals. The Snowman. They won the series. They're moving on. This team's not perfect. But look around the National Hockey League. Who is perfect? The Capitals? <laughs> Columbus? Certainly not. How about the other side? I think the Bruins are still a little bit young. Uh, they've got some elderly gents out there, but they're still young. Toronto? Eh, they're flawed. They're down three games in two. Of course they're flawed. Tampa? They're good, but they had a terrible stretch to end the regular season. There are flawed teams throughout the league. This team's not perfect, but neither was last year's. They gave up a million shots to Columbus in the first round in games one and two. They got slapped in the <clears throat> by Washington in games five and six, and they couldn't solve the mediocre Senators until double overtime of game seven. Two years ago, they shot the puck over the glass a hundred times in game six against Washington. There have been mistakes. There have been turnovers. Crystal Chang's game five should probably be burnt and buried. Matt Murray was junk for most of game six. Chad Ruedel. And Jamie Alexiak didn't know whether to cry or whine their watches on the first goal. These Penguins are flawed. They've got their problems, but so too have the last two cup champions been. They've got something, though, in common. It's resilience. They're like cockroaches. Philly tried to microwave them, tried to step on them. They're surviving on Twinkies out there. Didn't matter. The Penguins moved on. Now, the Penguins were down 4-2 to two yesterday in a game without Malkin and later without Haglin. They didn't panic. They didn't freak out. They just played because they've been there before. 
They were down two goals midway through the game, and they won the game by three. When you win championships, you have to overcome mistakes. And you have to overcome injuries and attrition. The Penguins did that because that's who they are. They always seem to do that. They always seem to find a way to win when they don't play the best. They always seem to get the goal when they need the goal. They always seem to get the save when they need the save. You don't hear that with Washington. You don't hear that with anybody. These Penguins are tried and true. They're battle-tested over the last couple of years, and I don't know if they're going to win the Cup. I say it all the time. Here's the tagline during the playoffs from the Crowley Show. I don't know if they're going to win the Cup, but I sure as hell wouldn't bet against them. And on the back end, defensively, they played really well for the first four games of this series. And the last two, Chris Letang had some problems in game number five, and I thought that they largely had other issues in game number six, but they still found a way because they're good enough. So again, I don't know if I'm going to pick them. Not going to pick against them. Up next to Troll Philadelphia, our good friend Wes Euler. You're listening to The Crowley Show.